Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for business owners by business owners who are successful and are willing to share with us their go-to tips and strategies that have helped make their business not only successful, but thrive. Today, we're talking with someone that I've had the pleasure of speaking with before. His name is Johnny Cooper, and his title is something that we all can relate to, and that's called Johnny Hates Marketing. He's a British author, a piano player, an international racing driver, and a business coach. Johnny is the founder of JohnnyHatesMarketing.com. Since growing a business to eight figures and exiting, Johnny's been supporting coaches, trainers, therapists, and consultants who are serious about building their thriving practice, changing the world, and enjoying a life of effortless abundance. His client attraction blueprint program is filled with eager students every month, and he's closing in on his mission to impact the lives of a million professionals by 2025. Johnny's three pillars of effortless marketing provides a template for universal success and growth to any aspiring coaches and therapists. And he's passionate about increasing the average income across the profession. He's also the voice behind the legendary Johnny Hates Marketing Facebook group and swears that he really, really does hate marketing. So do I, Johnny. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you, you, you're very welcome. It's great to be here, Nancy, and thanks for that glowing introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, um, so many people talk about how passionate they are about running their business, but mm. then when we start to talk about marketing and sales, they just, they, they cover their ears, they close their eyes and they run away. <laughs> you know, it's, it's something that we don't get, we don't understand and we don't want to learn. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems that way to, to some extent, doesn't it? Cause, um, you know, it's, it's no use setting yourself up as a coach or a therapist and, doing the whole um, build it and they will come thing. Um, the, the, the only people you hear about are the people who are good at marketing, aren't they? And yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's quite sad, really, because you, you can be a combination of those two things. You can be good at what you do and bad at marketing. And sadly, we don't hear from you then. Or you can be... Um, you are bad at what you do and good at marketing and they're, they're the ones who are dangerous, aren't they? <laughs> well, and that was exactly my thought when you were just talking there <laughs> was that the ones that we hear from, and it's really funny because I have found myself falling in step with everybody on the internet and I hear these people talking about marketing their, how you can market your business and gain hundreds of thousands of followers and clients and then you know so I follow them and I and I read what they're saying and what they're talking about and I go well I'm already doing this and then all of a sudden 
there's crickets. You don't hear anything from them. They're gone. Mm. So, you know, how really good at what they're doing are they? Marketing or otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's, it's often the case, thankfully, that people who are not good at what they do get found out but i mean that's not always true is it no um, it's not and it's the, the, only after you pay millions of dollars out to people to, to get their training that they wind up you know realizing yeah. that they're not any good at I, mean, I, I think this is part of my crusade you know part of my mission is to um j- just just be absolutely clear that i'm i'm out to add value i'm out to create an impact i'm not out to fleece people um, I, I was talking to a coach this morning who'd spent six and a half thousand sterling pounds uh, on a coaching program and, and got nothing out of it. It was just faced with bitter disappointment and the impossibility of getting a refund. You know? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's by no means universally true that people setting up themselves as coaches are, are qualified or able to do so. But uh, just getting back to the marketing thing, I mean, yeah, the, the people in my network, the people in my community are generally pretty good at what they do, um, but they're, they're just struggling to uh, to make an impact. They're struggling to attract their ideal clients in sufficient number to make a business out of it. Yeah, I, I regularly talk with people who are, you know, earning single figures of thousands each year. You know, there, there was a lady the other week who's earned two thousand pounds last year, and she regards herself as a professional coach. You know. Um, the, the average coaching income around the world, incidentally, is is less than thirty thousand. Uh, I think it was it was way less to twenty three thousand the last time I saw a global survey. So uh, there's definitely work to be done. You know, a lot of these heart centered entrepreneurs who are really good at helping people are just really poor at marketing themselves and even branding and positioning themselves, which is a kind of you know, before marketing piece, isn't it? So what do they do? They're, they're, you know, and, and I kind of count myself in among all these people is I think I'm pretty good at what I do. Yeah. But I think you are too, Nancy. Well, thank you. But you know, my question becomes there are, and I don't consider myself a coach. I consider myself a consultant, which is an okay. entirely different beast. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, the, 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 there's some overlap, but I, I, I get the difference. Yeah. yeah, and and I, you know, what I like to do is I like to go in, assess the problem, see what's going on. Oh well, you have problems with your marketing. Let me connect you with Johnny, and then my job's done. Yeah, no, I've, that's what I do as a consultant. I help them find their pain. I, I like that. You should use that phrase more often. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah. But you know, if you the question that I ask repeatedly is when there are so many people out there that are, you know, I could see the old town crier walking up and down the streets with his his lantern and he's calling out the news of the night, yeah. you know, and there's and they're saying, you know, come and buy my program, come and buy my program. Who do yeah. you listen to? Yeah, it's interesting, to? isn't it? And um, you know what? If that if that were repeated today, there'd be there'd be fifty town criers in the square all shouting at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's kind kind of what the internet's like. Yeah. Yeah. So, look, I mean, there, there's no magic bullet here. There, there's just a number of things that need to be ticked off the list. I mean, what, what you got to think of is this: look, you're you're 
your ideal client who's looking around for someone to help them or not, you know, there might be interruption marketing required to get them to realize that they need uh, coaching in the first place or a consultant. But what, what they're going to be what they're going to be doing is they're going to be assessing your offer in, in, in three ways. One of three ways, right? They're either going to be saying, I'm going to deal with this person or I'm going to work with somebody else doing something similar or I'm going to do nothing at all. So it's one of those three things, isn't it? So you're, 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 you have a, a two-pronged competition, really. Your competition is all the other people doing what you're doing and the client's attention as to whether they want to do it or not. So they might do nothing. They might just stay where they are, basically. Um, and I often think about this on sales calls. Um, and when my clients are on sales calls, you know, um, the client has more to lose than they do. Because when, when you're actually on a sales call directly with someone, um, you can't lose a sale because you didn't have it in the first place. You can only you can only be, have a positive or neutral outcome, can't you? Be the same as you were before or you make a sale. For the client, it can be really negative because if they don't buy your stuff, they could stay where they are forever. And uh, you know, just keep on getting worse effectively, or they could go work with somebody else who isn't as good as you. You know, so uh, I think an important thing to bear in mind is is that this you're actually competing not just against your competition, but you're competing against the client wanting to do nothing at all. So you can imagine that you need to put a sharp offer out there. Number one, to attract their attention in the first place, to make them think I need to do something. And then number two is kind of the next level of attention you need from them to make them think. I don't just need to do something. I need to work with this person. I need to work with Nancy. You know, people like me work with Nancy. It ain't easy, but it's not as hard as a lot of people make out. It's about having a plan. It's about understanding what your personal brand is. You know, what your values are, what you bring to the world. It's different from anybody else. Uh, I often ask the question of a, of a new client. I'll say to them, look, you know, if you didn't exist, why do we have to invent you? You know, what's, like mi that, what's yeah. missing from the world that, that only you can bring? That's a fantastic question. Yeah. Why do we have to invent you if you didn't exist? And if you can't answer that in a compelling and interesting way, then you haven't understood your personal brand at all, have you? And, and if there is no answer to that, or if deep you dig, you're in the wrong profession, aren't you? There has to be an answer to that. There has to be something that makes you stand out from everybody else. Because that's what we notice. That's what we notice, isn't it? In a field of poppies, you know, we're going to spot the daffodil, aren't we? We're going to spot the tulip. And, and, and it's that simple and that difficult at the same time. So understanding, you know, what your superpower is, is the first of my three pillars of client attraction. The second pillar being deciding who you're going to work with. So you can choose a client avatar. Any, any avatar description that starts with, oh, I work with anybody who, you know, you're already down the pan with that, aren't you? You're in the wrong direction. You've got all your work ahead of you, if that's the best thing you can do. So deciding on a, on a client avatar. I mean, you know, my, my favorite current client avatar story is about a lady in Texas I know of. She's not a client of mine, but I know of her. And she's transitioned from being a, just a regular life coach, working with anyone for 50 bucks an hour, um, to working with female sports people. And then she took on a, a female show jumper. And she realized that female show, show jumpers have a particular need for her type of mind coaching and anxiety therapy and all that kind of thing. Because not only do they, they worry about whether they're good enough, like most sports people do, but they worry about falling off the blooming horse and killing themselves. So uh, with, with a little bit of mind work, she's able to turn an average show jumper into a winner. 
And she is now, after six to nine months of doing this, she's the foremost performance anxiety coach for female show jumpers in the United States. Fantastic. I just love that niche. It's such a great niching story, such a great client avatar story, because it's very specific, it's very deep, it's very easy to become the dominant force in that niche, become known as the authority, if you like. There's no room, or there isn't a lot of room for, for dozens of coaches for female show jumpers. The market just isn't that big. So you can easily walk straight in and dominate it if you get it right. Uh, and also, it's a really lucrative niche as well. You know, no one spends their last $100,000 on a horse, you know, which is what, what these thoroughbreds cost at, at least, yeah. you know. So the, 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 the idea of using that as an example is to just say, well, who could be my female show jump? You know, I'm a general consultant. I'm a general coach. I'm a general therapist. I've got a tool bag of all this great stuff that I can bring to the world. Who would benefit the most from that? Who is my female show jump? Uh, it would benefit the most from men who could afford to pay me as well. So it's again, it's another of those little things that just requires some attention. It's not as hard as you think. Most people make it harder than it needs to be because they ask questions like, oh, what about all the other people that I'm not helping? What if I don't like that niche? You know, Well, you know, both those are just faulty reasoning questions, aren't they? Because for a start of all the other people that you could help, you can still help them if you want to. You know, I'm sure this lady who's positioned herself as the number one performance anxiety coach for female show jumpers still works with other people who are not show jumpers. So that's fine, isn't it? That's not even a question. The other thing about why if I don't like it, well, you can do something else, can't you? Nothing's forever. You know, try a niche. But by try, what we mean is do. You know, roll your sleeves up and do it. Be that person. Do change all your banners and all your Facebook and your LinkedIn and everything to say number one performance anxiety coach for female show jumpers, for example. Don't let people be in any doubt when they meet you whether they're your ideal client or not because you want to actively repel the 99% of the world who you don't want to work with, don't you? In, in, in that example, probably 99.999999% of the world are not female show jumpers. So you want to put those people off. You don't want them to contact you because... They're who you deal with, aren't they? So that's the second pillar, the who, you know, after the what, what you do, who it's for. The third pillar then is just putting some simple program together for how you're going to deliver. So what, who and how, quite a neat little three pillars, aren't they? Because, you know, it pains me to see professionals like coaches and therapists working one-to-one, selling the time by the hour, no time leverage. You know, two things that can happen there you bump along the bottom forever because you're not earning any money or you get successful. Now I think that's just as bad because being successful doing one-to-one therapy just means that you're using up all your hours. You're not maximizing your potential on this planet. You know, let's, let's crunch some numbers. Let's say you're 70 bucks an hour for a average therapist or coach and You've done the best you can. You, you, your consulting room is full all week. So you've got 20 hours, let's say, 20 hours of clients. The rest is just, you know, eating and breathing and admin and all the rest of it. So what's that? 20 times 7, that's $1,400 a week, isn't it? 5600 a month. That's not very much, is it? If that's that's going to be your life's work, if that's, that's the cap. So you don't want to do that. You know, one-to-one coaching or therapy should be reserved 
for the VIPs who can truly afford it. Absolutely. And and your core offering should be corralling people together into small groups. So the how you deliver is just as important as working out who it's for and, and what it is that you're going to do. So with those three pillars in place, you can kind of start marketing, kind of, because without those three pillars, you've got nothing to market. It, you, you're just inflicted by the vagueness virus, aren't you? If you, if you haven't got those three pillars going. You so, know, I'm going um, to stop you for a second because one of yeah, the things... Yeah, I've, I've run out of steam anyway. It's good, it's good to interrupt me because I've always gone forever. Well, one of the things that you were talking about, I find absolutely fascinating, and that's your pillar number two. I was doing a presentation in front of a... I think there were 15 people there yesterday. So it was right. by far not a large group, but it was... It was face-to-face, it was real people, and it was the first time that I'd actually presented this new program that I'm doing, and it was on, for the most part, it was not only on creating a five-year plan for what you're going to be doing, you know, to get your business to the success point, but the first thing you have to do is figure out who your ideal client is. And I went around the room and I asked everyone in the room to tell me who they were, what they did, and who they worked with. Hmm. And I got, you know, well, I'm a skincare consultant and I work with anyone with skin. And, you know, different different (laughs) things like that. (laughs) And, And I'm going, oh, God, no. One person in the whole room really nailed in and and did what I was looking for. I am passionate about mm. helping people who whatever, whatever. I work with such and such a person and I'm going, you nailed it. You mm. are on your way. And as a matter of fact, she has a very successful business. No coincidence. You, you can always tell the ones who've nailed that stuff. They're the ones who dress nicely. You know, nice makeup if they're ladies, nice smart haircuts if they're men. And they're the ones who sit back in the seat and they look chilled and relaxed. Yep. Everyone else got really upset with me. Mm. You Mm. know, they were fighting back. They were Mm. the whole thing about, well, if I say I'm not going to work with this person, then I'm losing all this money. And, And I'm going... I never said you can't work with other people, but I used the, um, the picture of I'm an archer. And if I go to shoot my bow and I want to land that arrow in the bullseye, mm. I'm not good enough that I can do it blindfolded. I need to mm. see. Yeah. And when you're marketing, you can, you can market blindfolded and you're going to land on somebody else's target. It's going to go underneath. It's going to go overhead. You're not going to get much. But if you take that blindfold off and you focus on that bullseye, you're much better apt to get the arrow in there. And mm. the same thing, I think, is true of finding your ideal client. Mm. Am I yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely. And, and them finding you too, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, wonderful things happen when you become absolutely clear on your ideal client avatar. 
people just roll up. I mean, I, I get DMs all day. You know, I can see one on my other screen now as we're talking from someone who who said that they hate marketing too. You know, can we be friends? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, you know, this this clarity isn't just for your internal use when you're hunting and gathering, you know, like a pig snuffing for truffles. This is the banner over your shop that people are going to see, you know, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on your website or any of the three platforms within Facebook, you know, just be congruent, be absolutely clear that this is your tribe. These are the people that you deal with. What you want your ideal client to say when they see you for the first time is this looks interesting. People like me work with Nancy. I can see that. So I'm going to jump in and here I am. Yeah. Now, yes, there's some direct outreach. And if you spot someone who doesn't already know you, but who looks like your ideal client, you can tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, I feel your pain. I see what you're going through. I might be able to help. Let's jump on a call and see. Yeah. And then when they check you out before they book a call, they'll go, oh, yeah. This, this person knows, knows me. Well, <laughs> this and and I think me, you know. have to have... In whatever field, whatever industry you're in, you have to have a sense of integrity and honesty. And talking about knowing what you're doing, you know, right. it's it. I I was one of those people that fought. I've trained people in getting their ideal client and their target market, but I fought it myself. And I'm going, yeah. well, I've narrowed it down. I'm only working with service providers. I don't want to deal with salespeople. I don't want to deal with people selling products. I'm only dealing, you know, about a month ago, I forced myself to sit down and start on the journey of figuring out who the heck I really wanted to work with. Mm. And it's amazing because things are now, I've, I've decided I want to work with women who are my age or a little bit younger, who've been in business for seven to 10 years, who are excited about growing their business. And first and foremost, they have chronic illnesses, which makes it very, very difficult to run a business on a daily basis. And I figured that out because not only do I have those issues myself, but there are a lot of women out there that do, and mm. they don't know what to do. They feel bad about themselves if they're sick one day and can't get up and work. You know, there's all this going on. And yeah. since I've come up with that avatar, People are pouring out of the woodwork. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful how, how that happens? You know, you, you just need people to feel that, you know, you're someone who, who can help them. And, you know, no, nobody, nobody believes that you can work with anybody. Nobody believes that you can solve anybody's problems anytime. Nobody believes that anybody's that good. So they'll just turn away from you. They just won't believe what you're saying. But, you know, like in the example that, that I covered earlier, you know, if you say you're the foremost performance anxiety coach for female show jumpers, then female show jumpers are going to kind of believe that, aren't they? They're going to trust you in that because they can see that it's somebody here who works with other people like me. You know, they get people like me. 
So, you know, I, I, I use that example deeply now to the extent that I, on my program, you know, in module three of my program, I, I ask my clients to think about who is their female show jumper. It's a great metaphor, isn't it? For a, for it a really deep, is, yeah. For a deep niche, if you like. <laughs> I love it. Well, it and I, I love also the concept of, you know, you can say what makes you unique and people are going, you know, it's really hard to, to mm. pull out for whatever reason, you know, you don't want to sound like you're patting yourself on the back or whatever reason. But if you say, if I wasn't here, what would somebody need to do to build me? You know, that, yeah. that phrase. Yeah. Why, why would we, why would they have to invent you? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I picked that up from a coach of mine several years ago. I'm sure he won't mind me uh, re recycling it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's wonderful. And I think that makes it easier for people to actually answer that question. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, again, it's, it's an area where, where people really haven't thought about it. So the answers are often inadequate, just like they were at your event the other day when you asked about, about their, their, their ideal client. You know, if, if you, if you put on the spot and, and somebody asks you, you know, what makes you unique? it's really easy just just to put out platitudes mm -hmm. oh i you know i'm a people person i'm very good at listening and all that kind of stuff well you know all, all you're saying actually then is that you're you're unique just like everybody else yeah <laughs> you know? i'm unique just like everybody else is but, but that that isn't what the question means is it the question means what what differentiates you from other people you know what not not what you have in common everybody can listen most people are people people aren't they um there are a few sort of sociopaths out there i guess but you know most of us would answer that oh i'm really good with people of course we are why wouldn't we be uh we're people ourselves <laughs> so you've got to come up with something that's a bit better than that like you know well i, I can cure i can cure lifetime allergies within five minutes That'd be a good thing. It makes you unique. I'd it? sign up for that one. <laughs> exactly. Well, I actually know somebody who can do that. And in fact, he's gone one better than that. His favorite little um, anecdote. Uh, he's a, th a therapist friend of mine. And he was at a wedding uh, a couple of years back. And there was a, a young lady next to him, a teenager. And her eyes were streaming. Her cheeks were going red. And she says, I'm going to have to leave. And he said, why? She said, oh, the flowers. The flowers in the, in the bouquet, you know. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll come with you and I'll show you something. He, he, they went into a, a, a side room and within 20 seconds, he'd cured her allergy to lilies. Oh, wow. And she came back in the room and it was fine. So after all, all of her life with a lily allergy, he switched it off. He, he still won't tell me what he did, but I, I believe he did because I've seen him do, yeah. do it in other uh, contexts. Yeah. But, you know, being able to say that when somebody says, what makes you different? What makes you special? I can switch off a lily allergy, a lifetime allergy in 20 seconds. That's what makes you different, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So make a list of those things. Make a list of those glorious talents, which is what people are going to pay you for ultimately. You know? I love that. I love that. And that's a, that's a different way, again, of looking at something that we all preach, but mm. it's a way that makes sense that makes it easy 
you know, sure. I love awesome. it. Tell us a little bit more about your blueprint and about your program and how that works and how someone could get involved in it. Yeah, sure. Well, it, it's it's the beating heart of my business. And one of the things I realized when I transitioned from being a, a ragbag sort of business consultant, which I've done for, for 10 years, by 2015, I was getting burnt out. I had um, a range of clients who weren't paying me enough and were demanding too much. And uh, I just said to my wife, I said, Look, I'm going to start firing some of these clients. I want me to do something different. So I, I started to study some of the kind of organic, uh, iconic coaches around the world who, you know, seem to be making a, a good show of it. People like Tony Robbins and Frank Kern in the States, you know. And, and what, 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 I, what I found was, was common to all these hugely successful, you know, iconic personal brands were those three pillars that I described. You know, they all had a very clear way of describing what it is they did. They had a clear understanding of who the client avatar was. And, and, and they'd all kind of productize their services. I'm sure you can get a one-to-one with Frank Kern or Tony Robbins, who cost a few million, I suppose. But what, what brings home the bacon for them is, is those three pillars, you know, and, and building products that, that, that can sell to people. So, you know, what, what I do in my client attraction blueprint is I show coaches and therapists how to do that for themselves because that's what I did. And I launched the client attraction blueprint in March, 2018. And I've had a monthly intake ever since. And it's like a handful of people on each month. But I've filled it every single month for 20 months as of October this year. Um, so CAB 20 launching on the 17th of October. And I'll have four or five, you know, inspired and inspiring entrepreneurs on that again there's a couple of places still open but what that what that does for me is it creates a beating heart of the business it means that each month i know what the task is it's a simple task to enroll four or five people on the program there's a kind of waiting list you know we've we've got people in the in the funnel who've said they'll join in november and december and january that kind of thing so putting that into into your business into any coaching or therapy business just makes night and day difference it's an evergreen program, then. something that you can continually market um, that speaks to your ideal client. The client attraction blueprint is in 12 modules. I won't run through all 12 on this podcast, otherwise people will fall asleep. But it's broadly about the three pillars, getting the before marketing stuff in place. Then we have three weeks when we work on your program for you and with you. Create your own program, your own evergreen program to take out into the world. The rest of it, the, the final sort of six weeks, is about uh, optimizing social media platforms to put your program out in front of people. And we use a very simple conversation-based process to create sales calls for you. So it's a kind of end-to-end operations manual, if you like, for a thriving practice um, based on the, the blinding simplicity of one signature program that you can just roll out month after month after month. I don't know how long I'll continue with the CAB. It's been going for 20 months now, as I say, but it's continually being optimized and improved. There's an open invitation for anyone who's been on it before to join it again in the future if they want to at no extra cost. So uh, it just feels like, you know, as I've said, that the beating heart of the business, it's a rolling snowball that's hard to stop. And anything else that I evolve in the JHM business is just going to be uh, extra to that basically you know, I've, I've launched my subscription community yeah, last september so it's a year old now uh, we've got 85 
paying subscribers in that on a monthly basis. That's on a uh, sixty-seven pound a month, so it's kind of hundred bucks in America, I think. But you know, it it just it's just all all based on this one simple signature program, and the, the client attraction blueprint is where I lift the hood on it, and I, I show you how to do it for yourself. And how does somebody, you said that you still have a couple <clears throat> of places available. How would somebody check it out, jump in, say, I want this and sign up for it? Yeah, that'd be great. Well, just um, reach out to me on Facebook. So you, you can find me in the group, in the Johnny Hayes Marketing Facebook group. Obviously, it's not hard to find once you type that in. Facebook's quite generous with its uh, search results. <laughs> There's nobody yet called Sheila Hayes Marketing or norman hates marketing so um it's quite easy to find and, and just join the group and uh, reach out to me in a direct message and we can talk every applicant just goes through a quick enrollment call with me just to make sure that you're a good fit for it make sure you're not wasting your money and my impact <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, if it all works out we can, we can get you on really quickly during the term of the cab program which lasts for three months the client attraction blueprint program you actually get free membership of my uh, private members club subscription community as well for the three months to so really immerse yourself in the whole community you know and, and sit shoulder to shoulder with all the other people who've been through the program and had joined in the program and are members of the subscription community as well so you know we, we just get massive engagement and impact and a real sense of community you know people People go through the Client Attraction Blueprint program and, and stay friends forever after. With the, with the That's a wonderful program. feeling, isn't it? My the guys that are in my mastermind are that way, and I love yeah. it that they, you know, that they become these programs allow them to really become friends and colleagues and share with each other. Yeah, it's a great. Well, I'm, I'm sure, like like you, you know, there's accountability, and so we we pair people up. Uh, we switch it around so you pay with different people but you you get an accountability buddy for the homework assignment you know for that week to make sure that you both do it you both hit your marks and uh, you know all we want is everyone to be successful you know uh, a, a rising tide lifts all boats as my fisherman uncle might have said yes absolutely well before we close what did we not talk about today that you have a burning need to share well for me, I think it's really important to, I know this is an old business cliche, but take a helicopter view of you and your business and, and ask yourself this, is what I'm doing today moving me closer to the person I want to be and the life that I want to live? And if it really, really isn't, you need to be doing something else, don't you? You need yeah, to repress the reset button and do something else. Because that's ultimately all that matters. We're, we're in business for, for a variety of different reasons. Um, my drivers are freedom. So location freedom. You know, I spent the month of September on the west coast of America, shuttling between Los Angeles, Scottsdale, Arizona, Big Bear, California, back down to Los Angeles. You know, I've had an adventure for a month. And I've actually had my biggest sales month of the year whilst I've been away. So all this is because I've built in time freedom, location freedom, and, and financial freedom that, that comes from that. So just to reiterate that, that, those questions, is what I'm doing today moving me closer to the 
person I want to be and the life I want to lead. Perfect. If that's that is no, then you know, reconsider your profession, do do something else. But focus really, really deeply on making sure that that is the case. You know, if you're committed to being a coach or therapist, be the kind of coach you want to be, build the kind of life you want to be, build the kind of business that you want. You know, we only get one crack at this, you know, just to state the bleeding obvious. So it's your game, it's your rules. You know, you get to decide and you get to decide what you do. And, and and it pains me, you know, to see people just struggling for years and years and years. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Figure uh, it out. <laughs> fi- fi- figure it out or get the hell out. There you go. That's a good yeah, rhyme. There you go. I like that. That's wonderful. Well, Johnny, we are coming to the close of our time. I want to say right. thank you so, so much. This has been an incredible talk today. I know that my listeners, I certainly hope you were writing all of this information down because it's very, very valuable information. You will be able to hear this presentation as well as all of the other great tidbits of wisdom and knowledge from successful business owners on Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern at www.dontwaittillpigsfly.com. And until we talk again, please share these podcasts with your friends and colleagues. Download them, subscribe to them. You don't want to miss any of the very, very important information that we share here with you. So until next time, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, everybody, and we will talk again soon. See you later.